action. Hello, I'm Mr. Jim Moon from Hypnogoria.com, and you're listening to An Apotheosis of a Bombast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of an Apotheosis of a Bombast. This is episode 81. Who thought it that we'd actually make it this far? Uh, my name is Elton Manus, as always and joining me as always is Scott Copperman over in the USA. Hello Scott. Hello, hello. How are you doing sir? I'm doing good. I'm feeling a bit uh, sepia at the moment. Ooh. Or perhaps a bit purple pizzazz. Are these colors. These are colors of Crayola crayons. Oh, wicked! I'm feeling apricot at the moment. Okay, over here we'd <laughs> we'd say apricot, but it's it's fine. You you can carry on like that. <laughs> All right. But no, I'm doing good. Doing well. Everything good on your side of the ocean? I think so. Yes. Um, I have a couple of stories to share with you later, but this week. Or by the time that this comes out, it'll be last week. It is Male Cancer Awareness Week. So I'll be checking my balls all week. You know, they have that whole month in November where you grow a mustache for for prostate cancer awareness. Is there a free week in the year where nothing like this happens? No, we, we actually, in one of our older episodes, uh, have a link in the show notes to, like... All the special days. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. So you know, that's I'll get find out exactly what it is. I think they'd raise more awareness if they called it "Check Your Balls and Bum Week," guys. <laughs> Although you might get weird people jumping on your back and say, "I'm gonna grab your balls and start cupping you and fingers everywhere." That'd be rude. I suppose <laughs> in some sort of way. Um, yeah. I can't quite remember what we were recognizing. It was, it was a week of some sort. It's probably something uh, really important. Something probably, yeah, weird. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's not a lot going on this week. I um, what did I do? I I cut my grass. My uh, the kids and Amanda were popping away for the day, and I thought, yes, game of video games, wicked. Just sit down and chill and play video games and that didn't happen because I cut the grass and then it rained and so I had to cut the grass the next day while they're away and then I cut other bits and then the window cleaner came and cleaned all our windows and as I was chopping flowers down they got splattered all over the window and then I had to clean all the windows again <laughs> and you know sanding decking as well that's like the world it sounds like the world's easiest job it's not it's the world's hardest job you need like elbow grease and everything just to oh, yeah. sand. Oh God, wish I'd never put decking down now. But yeah, apart from that, you don't have that fake decking, that weird plastic stuff that looks like wood. But fake decking. Yeah. Uh, Fecking. Deck tech. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's it's like um, recycled milk cartons and stuff like that made to look like decking, and it <clears throat> it's supposed to never need. Painting and sanding and such. No, I don't. But I always that. find it. It gets very hot and it doesn't absorb water. So I don't. I'd be know, worried in, in a wet, wetty condition. I think Bon Jovi said it best: "Slippery when wet, 
mm-hmm. and you'd just be <laughs> sliding all over the place on this fecking. <laughs> so fecking just isn't worth the price. <laughs> so, but uh, beyond that, you have a vacation planned. You're going away. Yes, if anyone's on the south coast of England, um, probably after this comes out, you know, you, you should travel back in time and try and meet me around the Bognor Regis area, I suppose. Uh, I've got family <laughs> around there, so hopefully you're going to be meeting some people around there and might bump into some friends and have some beers. But yeah, Bognor Regis is where it's at, guys, so be down there. I know it's, it's a weird name. And you're, I can hear you smiling at that name. I am smiling. Yeah. <laughs> we have the best names. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Could, we'll be good to get away with kids, and hopefully it'll be sunny, which will be nice. Yeah. Uh, you've, been, you've earned it. Yeah, you can't get the words out. You've earned a break. Yeah, so um, in relation to that, uh, we'll probably be having a week's break from this. So... Um, look back on the old episodes I suppose good luck definitely see if you can find the episode where we talked about various national holidays yes and we'll give you praise if you send us an email saying you found it (laughs) there we go someone else who uh, actually deserves some praise we actually had a um, uh, a new review on iTunes from Honey on the 1st of April It, it could be a April Fool's joke but he says, always looks forward to this podcast. Scott and Elton are the dudes. So, yay! Thumbs up from yay. me. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, also gained a few new likers on the Facebook page, which we always appreciate. Uh, I threw a couple things up there. Again, if you're not on Facebook, that's what we're describing it for. But if you are, I hope you certainly check it out. Uh, maybe take a look at some of those and talk a bit. Uh, one of the things that I had found was a description of a game called Chronum, which I put up a basically a YouTube of how to play. Mm. Did you get a chance to look at that? Yeah, I did. It looks wicked. It also looks fake from my point of view, but it's it does it's like look a wicked. circle circular field with four goals, and depending on where you're standing, you can score a different point total. It was incredibly complicated, but my understanding is it is real. And, uh, I mean, it's certainly not hardcore mainstream, but if, if anyone has ever played that game, you know, please do let us know because I'd be interested in hearing more about it. If you go to the YouTube link for how to play Chronum, uh, then the related videos are a whole bunch of like footage from matches and stuff like that. Is this just a, an improvisation of, uh, lacrosse and football and hockey? All thrown into into one. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if it's just the product of like some overzealous college phys ed majors. Mm. But like in in Florida in the U.S., they have actual Quidditch games. Really? Yeah, there's about uh, six or seven colleges and some high schools, and they go to tournaments and play Harry Potter dress up on brooms, but actually keep score <laughs> and play games. And you know, things like Frisbee golf and Ultimate Frisbee. And there's a lot of sports that kind of evolve from, hey, this is what we have lying around. But but this seems uh, like they play it in real stadiums and they, they definitely are taking up the resources. Yeah. Uh, I also had thrown up there a video of some kids being told about going to Disney. 
Now we have a commercial series called Let the Memories Begin. And so D Walt Disney World ha basically had a contest. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Hit the headphones there. So Walt Disney World had a contest or promotion where you were supposed to, when you go to Disney, surprise your kids, videotape the moment, send it in, and they use a lot of that footage in commercials. And I have a YouTube link for the actual commercial in there. And usually it's, you know, these kids opening Christmas presents or they're standing at the airport looking spacey and the parents go, we're going to Disney and their jaws drop. and they're Yeah, I've seen <laughs> them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have the same so, commercials over here. So someone had videotaped it. Uh, my digging seems to suggest this is 100% authentic. And it sounds like it's a mom and an aunt or, or two women with, you know, friends. And they've got three kids and they're sitting in like a rest stop clearly having driven a long time everyone looks tired and cranky but they're they're sitting there in the food court and uh, one of the moms throws uh, someone says I gotta go to the bathroom and she goes no you can't go to the bathroom and just wait a sec and she throws shirts on like the table in front of them and says you can go to the bathroom put it put this on because we're going to Disney baby <laughs> cue the, the ah! but it doesn't happen you get like there's three kids. One is like a wannabe goth kid, and he's only like 12 or 13, but he's got the hood over his head and he's sulked down. Yeah. There's like a what, like a five-year-old with a mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> and then the little like three-year-old girl, and uh, <laughs> the little girl just starts crying. And the mohawk boy goes, "But, but, I thought we were going to, to Dick's house. You said we were going to Dick's house." <laughs> And so they're melting down, and little goth boy is just sitting there the whole time. And the mom and aunt or whoever are getting upset, and they turn into the the boy in the hoodie. And they're like, so so what about you? He, you're not excited? And he looks all nervous and squeamish. He doesn't want to answer. And then he just goes, I, I thought we were going to Dick's house, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but my question was... What do you think happens next when the camera stops rolling? You think they actually went? You think it was screw you, beat down? What What do you envision? No, they they went, but can, can I go to Dick's house? It sounds like a rip roaring <laughs> place. It sounds who wicked. is this Dick? <laughs> there's there's some guy Dick who's like yeah, my place rocks. Yeah, <laughs> better than Disneyland, <laughs> and he could put oh, that. What, on he, what does he have there? Like, does he have cool video games? Does he have? Uh, even if he had, like, a pool or a water slide in his backyard. He's probably got a, a pool and some dogs, and he lets everyone drink alcohol. Hookers. Possibly. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> but, like, whatever he could possibly have is at Disney. And it's not like... Like, if someone said to me, hey, you want to go uh, to this amusement park or to uh, Dennis's house, you know, he's got a pool in the backyard and stuff... Mm. I'd be like, cool. I'll save three hundred bucks. Let's go to let's go to Dennis's house. Yeah, maybe as, he cookout. has got the hookers and he dresses them up as Slutty Minnie Mouse. <laughs> I'd rather see Slutty Minnie Mouse, to be honest. Oh my god, that'd be just <laughs> bizarre. I it was just blew my mind, and it's funny because we're actually going to go to Disney um, right around your birthday. I think the week before your birthday we go. All right, or maybe the week. Well, you guys are going. Yes. Oh, wicked! You gotta film it. We're going to Disneyland. Well, Marianne didn't want to tell the kids, and I was like, "Oh." Then, it, then she we ended up telling them too early. So, like, yeah, yeah, excitement. Oh, we're not going for two months. Oh, okay. 
No. <laughs> it's kind of, it'll come back again as it gets closer. But she thought about doing this kind of surprise. And I said this is exactly why I would be very hesitant to do that. Yeah. Because I would be pissed. I'd be like, that's that's a month's pay we're spending. And you're, <laughs> you don't want to go? Fine. They probably chose the wrong Catch time. It. You don't choose to do it in a rest stop where everyone is going to be cranky and knackered and hungry and sleeping in their own clothes for like nine hours. Yeah. You, you're better off doing it before the trip. And then you got, you know, nine hours worth of kids going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? I need a wee. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> need, need. It is tough though because like sometimes if you have good news, well, I guess I think of it like a gift. If you have a, a gift but it's close to someone's birthday or something, you maybe you, you don't tell them the same time. Or if they already got good news, you might kind of, I'll just keep this for later. I'll tell them tomorrow because I don't want to take away from the specialness mm. of, of their gift or my gift. And I wonder if it was the same kind of thinking like, well, let's, let's tell them when they're low. Then they'll like it twice as much. No, it doesn't always work that way. It's a shame, but no. And who is Dick? Is Dick like the the ex-husband? Oh, he could be. Or, or cousin? I mean, it's, they're not calling him like by name, or it's not grandpa, it's, I thought we were going to Dick's house. It's Uncle Dick's house. Even the little kids are like, I thought we were going to Dick's house. <laughs> it, it's the way that that little girl in the background cries. You can actually set your eggs yeah. to it. You, yeah. you give her the bad news. Wait. Wait. Hugh, what? It's Wait. getting bread. Wait. Now she's going <laughs> to cry. <laughs> uh-huh. So there were those two things, and then I had thrown up um, a, a link from Comic Vine. Comic Vine and BamKapow.com are two pop culture comic book sites we've talked about before. And every once in a while, they just throw out these rhetorical questions of, um, one they have is, is a secret identity really necessary for superheroes? And then I actually put this link up, which is, what is the best superhero secret identity? You know, Clark Kent, Peter Parker, trying to trying to solicit some responses. Uh, <laughs> the two responses we got were, you know, Peter Parker, actually three. Well, Peter Parker was a good one. Yeah. Clark Kent was awful. And Hong Kong Fooey was sarcastically <laughs> thrown in there as, yeah. <laughs> as a good one. I don't know. I need a list of superheroes with their secret identities. I'm not very good on superheroes. I know if they hit me in the face. Well, let's take this tact. What, if you are going to be a superhero, what kind of things, and and you're going to have a real life identity, what, what do you look for in that? Like, uh, Obviously, you want access to money. Yeah. Money and resources. You want to be able to disappear at the drop of a hat without drawing attention. Yep. So, I mean, you know, some of these things, like, sometimes it's a scientist. Like, Hal Jordan is a test pilot. That seems like (laughs) you can't really be an army officer and go off and fight crime without drawing attention to the fact that, you know, where's where's Captain Jordan? Yeah. He's AWOL. Bruce Wayne, you know, he's, he's rich, eccentric. I guess, I mean, if you're kind of a recluse or if you're, you, you could probably make that work well. I see um, the Batman and the Spider-Man ones very, very similar, apart from the money issues. Well, it's Spider-Man 
and even Clark Kent to an extent, the, the idea that you're involved in the news lets you know what's going on and you have an excuse to be there. But I always thought, like, uh, Peter Parker's camera, the fact that he's always able to get these pictures and no one ever sees him there, eventually you piece together, like, how can we never have a picture of you with Spider-Man? Hmm. You're never in the picture, Pete. What's the deal with that? Yeah, but isn't that the secret question that should never be asked anyway? And now it'd just be photoshopped anyway, so you can't really ask yeah. that. So no worries there. I suppose the argument on Facebook was um, Superman. How does a, a pair of glasses just suddenly cover your face and you, you look totally different? But you, you do look totally different when you put a pair of glasses on. But to the point where you wouldn't recognize him... I don't know. I really don't know. Well, did you see Superman Returns, the most recent uh, Superman installment? No, no. All right. Well, here, the premise is it's supposed to continue after, uh, like, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. It's It starts with, like, an, what looks like an origin scene, you know, the rocket crashing into Earth in a farm. Mm. But it's actually, it's Superman coming back from a deep space mission. He decided, He wanted to go and find Krypton. So the premise is, after all the stuff, the bad Richard Pryor movie, all that such, Star Labs thinks they found the location of Krypton. He decides he's going to see it for himself. It's in this other place with the red sun, so he's he needs a ship. So he's gone for years and years, and then he comes back. And uh, Lois Lane has written this thing like, does the world need Superman anymore? And so people have kind of moved on on Earth. But obviously Superman, so they're sort of glad to have him back. But coincidentally, Clark Kent has been missing for five years. <laughs> and he's suddenly back oh. from having disappeared in, like, Iraq or in, in uh, wherever he was. <laughs> right. And, you know, really? Okay. And there actually is a moment in the movie where uh, Lois Lane has, like, a new boyfriend and he doesn't know Clark. He, he, she met him after and he's like... Hey Lois, you know how tall would you say Superman is? Oh, like six two, six three. And how tall do you think Clark is? And they both look at him. They look at each other. No, no. But you know, and they show Superman with a super hearing. As he hears that, he like sulks down and makes a funny face and scrunches an eye. And right. It's like, but uh, you would think that kind of thing had to has to click at some point, like. Well, the best hmm, Superman's been gone for five years, and Clark Kent's been gone for five years. Yeah, well, when they say secret identity, do they mean as the human form, not as the actual superhero covering his face? Do they? Well, like the Fantastic Four, everybody knows who they are. Yeah, you know they're the Reed Richards of, and you know that's those are people who probably could have gotten away with hiding their identity. I don't. I, I'd have to go with Spider-Man, I suppose. They had a big thing in Marvel Comics where um, the government decided all the superheroes had to register their their secret identities. They had to tell the government who they were, and that, they called it Civil War. So, like, Tony Stark was like, hey, no problem, I'm Iron Man. This is my buddy uh, Spider-Man. I'm going to convince him to tell you who he is, and... He did. He like took the mask off and told everyone. But Captain America was on the side of 
superheroes shouldn't have to do that. They give up so much already. Yeah. And it, it was interesting. It was, uh, I think it was all undone at some point because no one seems to know Spider-Man is Peter Parker anymore. But This is why The Incredibles is one of the best films ever made anyway because of their secret identities and having to mm-hmm. move from house to house when they're discovered. And there's that little kid who sees uh, Mr. Incredible pick up the car one day yeah. in the driveway. <laughs> well, I think they might make an Incredibles too. I've heard rumors about that, but no, you know what they're making? In, well, they've made instead of Incredibles two is Cars two, so they can go yes, stick that right at their bottom. I don't care about that, mm-hmm. which is a shame. But yeah, I I kind of want to see Incredibles two. But I don't want them to ruin it. But they hadn't. Well, they they didn't ruin it with Toy Story two or three. I don't think. No. Really. But they do them. seem to be very selective in in making these sequels and really pick and choose what plots they go with. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Can I just jump back quick to the the Cronum? Because uh, sure. the actual Cronum uh, game reminded me of a game that I heard when I was at school. You've probably heard about it as well. Uh, it's a huge game. Uh, ever heard of Kabaddi? That sounds familiar. Yeah? Let me read this to you. Um, two teams occupy opposite halves of a field and take turns sending a raider into the other half in order to win points by tagging or wrestling a member of the op- opposing team. The raider then tries to return to his own half, holding his breath and chanting Kabaddi, Kabaddi, Kabaddi during the whole raid. I think he has to hold his breath. As soon there's a, a line in the middle of the the pitch, and as soon as you cross that, you have to hold your breath, and then tag a tag or wrestle one of their teammates, and then get back as soon as you can, either shouting kabaddi or holding your breath. And I've been watching it on YouTube. There's a World Cup of kabaddi. This would be brilliant. I want to go now. I always have an issue with that. Like you have to hold your breath thing. Like people fake that so easy. The breathing through the nose and. I know, but I'd really love to have like a hold your breath competition between me and you. And yeah, I know you don't trust me, so we won't be having it. So <laughs> that's fine. Even though I would take you down. Well, you know the the counter part of that, excuse me, would be <clears throat> like an extended exhale competition. There, like, yes, there there is a um, there's a radio station I listen to, and they do do it. And I, I don't want to do it just for ripping them off sakes. So mm. I, I I probably won't go down that road just in case people right. go, oh, you're you're copying them. So although, you know, <laughs> right. in private, yes, we do do that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it, it sounds, again, like this, a similar kind of thing where it's a small group doing this fringe sport on their own. Yeah. I'd want to see Kabaddi though, but yeah, um, yeah. Getting back to uh, superheroes and stuff like that that we haven't seen. Have you watched The Walking Dead? Have you seen any of it yet? No. No. Are you interested in it at all? Uh, it's all zombies. Peripherally, and stuff like that. zombies are. I'm not into zombies as much as some people are. But. No, I'm not I'm massively into zombies, but over the last week or so, I've been getting itched to really watch a zombie movie or watch a zombie something. And it's, I think it was already over here on the Sci-Fi Channel, and now it started on Channel Five, and they had the last, or the very first episode last night, and watched. It's brilliant, man. 
I love it already. And it feels like they've the first episode was more of a setup to the big stuff to come along in the rest of the season. I don't know if there's going to be any more seasons or not because it's a a massive graphic novel set as well, isn't it? Hmm. It comes from it the graphic novel, but it's not. They're not actually doing a a frame by frame copy of the graphic novel, as far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. which would be interesting. So, what I saw last night it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to be hooked on that as well. I'm sure some of the listeners are are watching as well. So yeah, and I saw. Primer. Have you seen Primer yet? No. It's an old. It's time travelly, but time travel for the the garage scientist sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. very basic, down to earth, gritty time travel. These people just come across time travel by accident and then start using it, and it's wicked. You, everyone's got to go see Primer. I, <laughs> I definitely. I can't remember when it came out. It came out years and years ago. Maybe like four or five years ago, but yeah, definitely go see it. I've been wanting to see it for about a year now, and just I got fed up looking around all the shops trying to find it. Just clicked on Amazon. Yeah, I'll have that. Thank you very much. It's only eight quid as well, so hmm. everyone's got to watch it. Otherwise, um, I'll time travel and tell you louder next time. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have uh, something to share. Last show we talked about 11 things the Bible banned but that people do anyway and there's another list on there that I thought would be interesting to go through it's 14 basic skills that all men should possess so we go through and see if either of us have any of these skills yeah go for it alright number one be able to drive a stick shift automobile every day yep I can do that as well Hook up an entertainment center. Yes, easy. Yes, I can do that too. That's, that's two. That's isn't that one of the rules when you move into a house? You you move all your stuff into the house, but the first thing you set up is your TV, your skybox, or your, your uh, games console, and then you're happy. Then you can set everything else up. That's one of the. It ro- says there's no excuse for this one now that it's, you know, in this time. You know, there's. 20 years ago might have been different, but now it's fairly simple. Mm. Okay, item three, fix a toilet. In what way? Specifically in that, you know, when the toilet is making, uh, flush handle stops making noises, you should be able to lift the lid off the back of the toilet, peek in there, and going to know immediately what the problem is. Yeah. I would say no. I Although I could probably uh, trial and error my way through it, I'm not going to sit there and go, "Oh, I got to buy an O-ring or something." I, I could. I wouldn't necessarily hire someone. I'll try first, but I can't do it. I'm for sure. I could do that. All right, I'm pretty pretty two. sure I could do that. Definitely. Number four: navigate a map and use a GPS. Yes, easy. Yeah, so, yeah, I can do that too. Change the oil in a car. Yes. I can't do that. I reckon I could. Yeah. It's literally right. just get your car high enough, take off the the plug at the bottom, let it all drain out, and then put some new oil in, isn't it? I probably could, but I haven't ever tried, and I I would be more inclined to just let it go oh, okay. than try. All right, five for you, three for me. Number six, balance a checkbook. 
No. I can do that. I can't. Never done that. Never will. Cook the perfect steak. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Yes. Balance a checkbook. What do you have to do to balance a checkbook? I know this sounds stupid, but I don't don't get it. Well, do you use a program like Quicken and stuff like that, or do you? No. Just kind of write your checks and Uh, go by bank statements. If someone needs a check, I write the check, give it to them, checkbook goes away. That's it. Balance checkbook would be to be able to say at any given time how much money is in your your bank account for sure. And to make sure that there aren't any errors with what the bank says. Oh, no. No, that, no. Not me, no. Move along. (laughs) All right. Cook the perfect steak. No. I don't know. I think I could do all right. How do you like your steak, then? Uh, I like a tiny bit of pink in the steak. Okay. I couldn't do that, no. All right, so puts us at four five five. We're at swim the breaststroke. No, I can I can do that. It's one of the few strokes I can do. Write effectively. That means proper spelling, grammar, and punctuation. No. Okay, I can do that. Seven five. Dress for the occasion. Oh. I probably know what you need to do, but I don't really care. I'll go casual, more casually than I should sometimes, just because I don't care enough about the event. Yeah, I think I'm the same. And we'll call it a yes. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sew a button. Yes. I can do that too. Do laundry properly. I I'll say yes. Uh, Boudoir would say no. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Socks and underwear are always optional to the gentleman. A man needs to be able to take care of his clothes, and that includes sorting them to allow for color bleed, as well as fabric type. And has to know when to use a dryer and when to line dry. We don't have a tumble dryer, so I'm I'm fine there. There you go. I don't know. Handle roadside emergencies. Yeah. Change a flat tire or jump a battery. Yes, yes. And finally, build a fire. What type of fire? Like a bonfire or an inside the house? If you always have a lighter, book of matches on hand, and waterproof matches in your glove box, you can count that. But otherwise, you need to be able to know how to spontaneously build a fire. Ooh. As in, like, rubbing sticks and... Yes. Cowboy stuff. I don't know. I can't. I know the premise of it. I wouldn't literally get two sticks and just rub them together like drumsticks, though. No. I'd do all that in the hand and rubbing it like that. If I With the magnifying glass, I could do it. I'd probably experiment with my glasses to see if I could do something, but... What about at night, though? Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm out of luck. I don't know. I I'm don't doomed. know. Well, it doesn't seem like 14, but I guess that is. I, I probably have to say no to that, then. Yeah, that'd be no for me as well. I guess I'm sure there are listeners of ours who can do all of those. It's not really an obscure list. There's nothing bizarre in there. Building fire is probably the hardest thing. Yeah. And to them people that can do everything, we say, Ooh! Apotheosis of the Bombast is brought to you by Scott Cockman and Elton McManus. You want chili sauce with that?
Did you have anything else for today? Um, what have I got for today? Uh, are you a big fan of Commodore? The computer company? Yes. My father was president of Commodore Computers in the U.S. So he's aware of the Commodore 64? Yes. Have you heard the Commodore 64 is coming back? No, I hadn't. Yes, it is, but it's coming back more like a mini-Mac. They're shoving loads of uh, Blu-ray stuff and lots of memory chips and lots of computer stuff that I don't know the name of and memory cards and graphics cards and sound cards and all that lot. And so someone just bought the name, basically, yeah. to add to a new product. Yeah, let me show you their website. Because someone bought the Amiga. That's not. That's a separate company now. It's not part of Commodore. Ah, Really? Well, have a look at this. Yes. If I... In fact, I think Commodore Business Machines is... Uh, maybe it isn't. I thought it was out of business in the U.S. This is it's the same logo. And if you go to products, you've got the Commodore 64. You also have Amiga 1000, 2000, and 3000. And this, this company is selling you either the empty box where you can stick all your own stuff in, or they'll fill it fully loaded for you. I never had a Commodore 64, though. I, I had the Amiga, and I was always jealous of people who, who had the Commodore 64 or the Spectrum. Yeah. Or the, was it a Sinclair as well? I can't remember. I was stuck with my Acorn Electron and then had to wait for my Amiga 500 to turn up. Here it says, Commodore was a major player in the microcomputer era of the 80s and 90s. Their computers ushered in a generation of enthusiasts, blah, blah, blah. Commodore USA LLC recently secured licensing rights to both the Commodore and Amiga brands and will be releasing a series of all-in-one computers, desktop notebooks in the coming years or months. It was founded by Barry Altman in April of 2010 with the express purpose of reviving and reestablishing the famous Commodore brand. So it, this is not Commodore. This is a... They, they basically bought the logos. Right, and okay. The names. See, I... I don't know about you. I'd rather have my old Amiga 500 with workbench on it than a, a spruced up Amiga 500 with loads of stuff shoved in it acting as a a brand new PC. I'd rather have the old stuff in the old way because that's how you remember it and you, you remember the, the two-button mouse or the, the mouse that you got with it and the way that it worked or didn't work is my case maybe. And <laughs> the old floppy drive as well. You wouldn't get that and... That was all part of all the noises that went with it. When you put your floppy drive in, you've got the little button that came out, and then you had to push push the button in to pull the disk out and going into Workbench, and you had that little program where you could teach your uh, computer how to speak, and you type stuff in, yeah. and it said the words that were on the page. Yeah. But now it, it, it just feel a bit fake, I think. Well, it says that they're not using the original Amiga and Commodore 64 chipset and they're going to run emulations programs that'll let you use some of your old software and such but mm. it really is it's just a, it's another computer in a commodore shell yeah it's a shame i kind of like the idea but yeah i don't know i really don't know but you know for people who like just the the shape of the commodore 64 you know there we go a PC yep. that looks like it. Then you get all the big chunky keys as well. Yeah. And the horrible feel of them. Uh, what else have I got in the news? Uh, one more thing in the news. It came from a little while ago. Do you remember we had the um, 
the Harrier jump jet that was on eBay for sale for £70,000. There is now a, um, where is it? It's the HMS Royal Ark is put up for sale on a military eBay. Now this oh, is a military eBay. Yeah, it's like a special. Yeah, let me let me send you this link as well. It's wicked. I wonder if you, only certain people are allowed to shop on military eBay. Do they sit there and go, "I'm sorry, sir, we won't take your credit card because you're on the Al Qaeda watch list." I think so. Possibly. Yeah, that'd be wicked if you sold it to Al Qaeda by accident. They rocked up in your own boat. They said, "Yeah, we got your boat now. Now what are you gonna do? Nothing." Now there there is an idea that they there was a sister ship of this called HMS <laughs> Invincible and it was sold on the same uh I think it's edisposal.com and mm-hmm. it the the sister ship was sold on this site and scra- it taken to a scrapyard in Turkey and mm-hmm. sold uh for the steel yeah such, yeah, yeah just uh, stripped down and sold for spare parts now the idea of this um Royal Ark you could, they could Either do exactly the same thing and make a load of money through the the spare parts and steel and stuff like that, or they could turn it into a hotel, or they could turn it into a prison, mm-hmm. or they could turn it into um, I don't know. They're even thinking about putting it in the Thames and using it as a security sector for the yeah. uh, 2012 Olympics. I like the idea of a prison though, a floating prison. <laughs> Although they that be wicked to be on there. I love how it says manufacturer availability. It's in stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like the actual thing, um, the actual site that it's advertised on. If you go down to the bottom, obviously it says in stock price. It doesn't give you a minimum price, yeah. and you have to give you have to submit all um, writing, but no later by Wednesday, twenty seventh of April, and you have to write to them to find it. But there is also a little button at the bottom saying. Add to cart, so you can actually add the Ark Royal oh, to cart. Sorry. You can buy dump trucks. You can buy aircraft loading vehicles. You know where else? Who else might buy it? Is like a movie studio. Could do, yeah. Very cool. It is cool, but they they show a picture on here, and you just don't get the vast scale of this thing. This thing is huge. Just yeah. just against I the like sea. There's a small boat in front of it. That's. So what is it? It's uh, 210 meters. Mm. So two uh, stadium fields. That's massive. Yeah. Scary stuff. That's all I got for you this week anyway. That's cool. That's good. Uh, We can wrap up there, I guess. Yeah. That's uh, a lot of good stuff for people to check. Make sure you check the show notes on bombastpodcast.podbean.com and that's where you'll see links to all the various things we talked about can also check all our old episodes there there's 80 of them <laughs> quite a bit and uh, they should all be available still for download through itunes and zoom and your other podcast distribution sources yeah or you can listen to them on that site you can send us emails at bombastpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on twitter at shc1970 or elton mcmanus all one word Am I forgetting anything? Um, I don't think so, no. I think we're good there. Oh, we need a moral for today. We need a moral. Yes. Hmm. I remember you said something at the beginning, and it's popped out of my head. And I also remember you saying Harry Potter dressed up on broomsticks. <laughs> uh, but it's got really nothing to do with the episode. No. 
Um. Uh, well, I mentioned that fecking wasn't worth the price. There we go. That's the fella. Okay. That would do. <laughs> fecking is not worth the price. Lovely jubbly. All right. Well, guys, we appreciate you uh, listening today. It might be a little extended break between here and the next episode. Probably just a couple days. It may be uh, a little longer than a week till the next episode, but we will be back with episode 32 later on in April. And 82, not 32. 32, 82. Oh, okay. What, what am I looking at that's making me say 32? I don't know. Somewhere on the screen is a 30. The boat is 36 meters across. I don't know. I don't know. Well, go go listen to episode 32 anyway. I don't know what it was about. Yeah. I'm sure it was good. There's something about it that's very good. All right. And, uh, yeah, definitely reach out to us. We love hearing from you. And... We'll talk to you in a week. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, and we'll see you later. All right, bye. Bye-bye.